Mic check on one. Hello. Mic check on three. It's it's two. You're on two. Well, he was supposed to be two, and then he didn't do it right. You no, know, mic right. one, mic two. Yeah, there's only two mics in the room. Yes, but he's a mic check two. He's the second person. But he's a different voice on the same mic. So why are mic we two. Why are we arguing about a mic check? I mean, this is great audio. Have you but been here? This is going. To be I'm still waiting for your mom to speak a full sentence into the microphone. Mom is speaking a full sentence into the microphone. Thank you so much. Sing you a song, I'm Banana Man. You're recording this. This is hell. <laughs> no. Before we get started, Dead and Married would like to thank those very close to our Dead Black Hearts, our patrons. Thank you to William Rush, Karima Rhodes, my best friend and fellow Tom Atkins lover, Gary Horton, Carissa. Jonathan says thank you. Dr. Sexy himself, Kent Morton. Oh yeah. Kate Lamp, Travis's cowgirl, Lala Thomas. Hey girl. And last but certainly not least, our friends over at the Podmortem Podcast. You can also check out their very own show every Monday on all major platforms. And now, on with the show. My name is Travis Lewis. I am part of the Dead and Married podcast. To all cinema enforcement entities, this is not an admission of guilt. I am speaking to my family now. Ashley, you are the love of my life. I hope you know that. Aiden, you're my big man. To our fans, there are going to be some things that you'll come to learn about these films in the next few minutes. But just know that no matter how many spoilers there are, we only have you in our hearts. Goodbye. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dead and Married. I'm Travis. I'm dumb. (laughs) And I'm Ashley, mother of dumb, also known as Aiden in some circles. Rarely. Uh, Aiden titled himself. We were just discussing which Nick Cage we're getting today. He settled somewhere between Conair Nick Cage and Raising Arizona Nick Cage. That's about right. That's where he lives now. Yep. Which is somewhere between relaxed and carefree, right? Correct. So you have to understand the context of this. Aiden has a shirt that is the many moods of Nicolas Cage taken from various stills from throughout his filmography. And Do you want to just take a picture of it so that people can have a reference? Probably not. not we don't really. have that kind of time. That's fair. <laughs> However, we do have time today to discuss Travis's final film he's thankful for. My final for film. That's Your right. final form? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you tell us what it is, Frieza? I do not assume my final form unless you deny me chicken nuggets. However, we will be discussing... <laughs> The 1992 classic Army of Darkness, starring Bruce Campbell. The Chin. Yeah, The Chin. <laughs> the Chin. So, as I was saying, it uh, stars Bruce Campbell. Everybody knows him. Directed by Sam Raimi. Written by Sam and Ivan Raimi. There's some other people in it too, but really... We'll talk about them when we get there. Ash is the only one we care about. Right. The only one worth mentioning, at least, right now. Yeah, the only one that I that makes me feel okay to be named Ashley. I'm, I'm waiting for... <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody I'm to not, make... I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I was waiting for somebody to make the reference. <laughs> I started I started to send him a DM last week when I knew we were doing this and say, hey, can I borrow the clip from your Evil Dead review? This is... Ashley's a pro- pretty cold name, honestly. Ashley. <laughs> I refrained. <laughs> that might be a good idea. So, this movie was almost not named Army of Darkness. They went through several titles. It was going to be Evil Dead 3 for a minute. It was going to be Medieval. See, that's the one I wish Army of Darkness or some shit like that. I wish they would have gone with Medieval Dead. Right. That would have been badass. And it wasn't just the title that they had problems with. They had problems with the cuts and all kinds of shit. So, the one that got released to theaters was actually like the studio's version. Hey, kid, can I time out for like two seconds to interject something here? I just want to tell our gentle listeners how proud i am of you this week 
week because we were sitting over Thanksgiving dinner with your family last night and somehow it got mentioned in casual conversation that we were going to be covering this film. Now, this film is one of your brother's favorite films also. So he was asking questions and not only could Travis remember everyone's names down to fucking Dino De Laurentiis, he was giving Tom production history. And I'm sitting there with like turkey hanging out of my mouth looking at him like, who the fuck are you and what have you done with my husband who never remembers anything? I'm proud of you. Good job. It's Bruce Campbell. You have to remember Bruce Campbell. Good job. Proud of you. Well, thank you. (laughs) Put that on your calendar, folks. First time she's ever said it. It'll never happen again. Wow, we've got two first timers in one week. That's right. What was the other time? First time that you were wrong about horror memorabilia and dad was right. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's true. (laughs) Oh. I marked it on my calendar. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Which is right next to my word of the day calendar. Of course. Um, Absolutely. In our is is the last episode the one we just did is that available for open like will everyone be able to listen to that one? Yes. Yeah. Pillow talk. talk is part of the main show. It goes up for everybody. All right. So my word of the day for that one was penis or uh, <laughs> later phallus. Um, the word of the day today, folks, is anus. <laughs> Picked it because it rhymed. Because he can't get through one fucking record. No, I picked it because it rhymed. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. Why don't you go back into production problems? I don't even remember where I was at. So they couldn't name it. And then the studio did the final edit on it, and there was an interview with uh, Sam, and he was like, yeah, I don't even really know what the movie that goes into theaters is going to look like. And the runtime on it was like 81 minutes, which is kind of short. And then the, I guess the director's cut or whatever was like 96 minutes. And then the international version was even longer than that. So there's several different cuts out there. Yeah, it's like but, 115 minutes, isn't it? Something like that? Yeah, I think that's the longest version. And that's how you ended up with like the bootleg edition and the screwhead edition and the boom was it the boomstick edition. I don't know. There's, uh, like, there's several of them. There's around. several of them out there because every different edition cut different shit. Yeah, it's funny because your brother, I believe he was either in basic training or he was in or he was deployed. But I remember the, the position he was in at the time, he did not have access to movies at all. So one time I writ, written out the entire script of Army of Darkness for him so that he maybe he could read it and picture it in his head as he was reading it. And I remember him writing a letter back saying, did you write this from memory or were you sitting and watching it? And I was like, I was sitting and watching it. And he's like, I think you got some stuff wrong. And it occurred to me and like, that was a cringe moment. Like I felt so shitty about myself. And then it finally dawned on me that I had written out a different cut of the film. He was used to the theatrical cut, whereas I had been doing the bootleg edition of it. So the difference is that most people would notice is uh, like when Ash runs in to the windmill Mm -hmm. and all the little ashes pop up. Well, there's one cut where it never really shows where they come from. The actual footage, he runs into a mirror inside right. and the little ashes come up from uh, the broken pieces of the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then later when evil Ash shows up after they do their Yeah, their I was going to say one notorious line. He shoots evil Ash in the face with his boomstick mm-hmm. and says good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun. Right. And other line. cuts, that's not in there. Nope. Um, and then the ending is a big one because one of them, he ends up at S-Mart and one of them, he sleeps too long and he wakes up and he's in the future and it, I guess... It, yeah, and they actually 
intended, like, the way after Evil Dead 2, he ends up in medieval times or whatever you call it, 1300. And they were going to carry that further in that when Ash takes the drops and he sleeps too long, they were going to make a version of that where Ash is in the future fighting deadites. And I think well, that would have been yeah, pretty cool. Well, yeah, he was fighting robots and shit. And that would have been neat. But originally this movie was supposed to be Evil Dead 2. Because Evil Dead 2 was supposed to incorporate everything really that happened in Army of Darkness, but it wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna move over to medieval times with thirteen hundred, I think is the year, until like halfway through the movie. And the studio vetoed it. So we ended up with Evil Dead Two first and then this one. So who remembers their first time watching Army of Darkness? I don't remember it. I just remember him proclaiming this is my boomstick <laughs> and thinking that's the coolest man that's ever walked the planet. I used to have a shirt that said that and nobody ever got it until I went to one gas station somewhere in, I don't know, Louisiana, Mississippi, and somebody got the reference, and I was like, finally, somebody with some fucking culture. (laughs) So I was like five, so that would have been maybe 11 years ago since I first watched this movie. I'm 16, right? Yeah, you're about to be 17. Yeah, so yeah, like, (laughs) give or take a couple months, maybe a few days. Like, I was 11 years ago, first time I watched this movie, and I don't remember any of it, because I was tiny, but like, I guess this is probably one of the movies that inspired my great love of guns. <laughs> Shotguns are pretty dope. I thought you were going to say fantasy, but uh, yeah, because you, you. Oh roll, yeah, that too. But you roll hard on D and D. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> no, I roll straight into a wall trying to do something cool because I rolled a nat one. But I, I think I'm in the same boat as you. I don't know specifically the first time I saw it, but I feel like it was one because we we were in a situation too at one time where we also did not have cable or satellite TV or anything like that. We only watched VHS or DVDs when we were dating, and so there was a a Suncoast in the mall that we frequented and I believe that was the bootleg edition was the first one we ever picked up. Now you claim to have seen it before you and I got together. Yeah well I, what I saw I think was the TV version so and I think it was a lot different. Yeah and I think that was my first watch of it was that you insisted we get that one and yeah it was the bootleg edition so for the longest time it was the only one that I ever knew so the whole I slept too long ending was the only ending I knew about for several years. Right now there's another one out there where they have cut both endings together. All the footage from the, the original filming is in. So the lines are where you expect them to be. None, none of that stuff's been taken out. But they incorporate the S-Mart ending and the Slept Too Long ending. Right. So you see him taking the drops, he goes to S-Mart, and then he wakes up. So it's like the S-Mart scene was just a dream. Ah, uh, that's shitty. <laughs> yeah. We it were was also, all a dream. We were also Sorry. trying to discuss what ending we felt was better between the two. And I couldn't pick one because personally I think both endings fit the character. Ash at this point is such a badass that you could see him having that happy ending or quote happy-ish ending but at the same time Ash is also a dumbass so I could totally see him screwing up the drops and sleeping too long. He said the words. (laughs) Right. Mostly. Yeah the thing I like about both endings is that they each leave it open for a sequel. Now the one where he slept too long that would have been a way different sequel than probably what we would have been prepared for but smart ending basically sets up Ash versus the Evil Dead. Right. Which is on now so well it was i i feel shitty but to this day i still have not watched ash versus evil dead i think i may have watched like the first couple of episodes i know you watched a lot more of it than i did yeah i did evil dead is more my thing i prefer evil dead and evil dead 2 to army of darkness at the risk of getting browbeaten by you over there (laughs) 
well, it's okay. You're you're wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> and we'll we'll obviously go into that more in a little bit. This story picks up directly after the events of Evil Dead Two, and it even gives us sort of yeah, you get a kind of a, of a quick recap sort of well of what they. Happened. They had to reshoot some of it because they didn't have the rights to Evil Dead. So they recasted Linda with Bridget Fonda and I guess kind of shot some S-Mart stuff with her. And then we get to the point where he's going to get sucked into the vortex. And that all seems like that's still the same footage. So I'm confused on... I would have to watch them back to back to tell you if they're different or not. How they were unable to use the footage of Linda, but they were still able to use the footage of him getting sucked through the portal. Well, there was... Let's say you reshot that too. Yeah, there was a lot of contention, I guess, surrounding this movie. Um, I want to say it was Universal that had it. Well, they didn't have the rights. It didn't have anything to do with Evil Dead or Army of Darkness at all. It's that, I guess, Universal was the studio behind this. De Laurentiis had the rights to it. But De Laurentiis also had, like, the rights to Silence of the Lambs, which had come out. And they wanted to make a sequel to it, but they couldn't agree on, like, ownership and when it was going to be made. There was some issue there between them about a completely different movie. So Universal held this film and didn't get it actually released until 93 I want to say like the production of this film was had some trouble right. not not surrounding the writing or the acting or anything like that it was all top level stuff with between studios and producers and just stupid bullshit right people that should just stay out of the movie <laughs> <laughs> it sort of begins slightly different because where you end on Evil Dead 2 when he lands in medieval times you know they they want to kill him immediately obviously but then he slays a deadite and so you end Evil Dead 2 with everybody saying hail 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 and Ash being like no 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 and this one begins completely different in that Ash is just a slave from from jump or well he's he gets captured except the I guess the Merlin character sees the car that they're trying to the soldiers are trying to stab his his car with a sword which was Sam Raimi's car that they used in all of these films I guess they thought it was a dragon I don't know but I the, can't remember what he said what kind of Jedi is this or something yeah but the king's name is Arthur and so we assume that the the wizard or whatever they don't ever name him. I don't think Arthur's the king at all. They just call him Lord Arthur. So I don't well, think he's a king at all. And But either way, his name is Arthur. So is the not, wizard could be Merlin. I don't know that they actually name him. They don't. They just call him Wiseman. Right. But it could be assumed. <laughs> He's a Merlin type. I feel better about it saying it that way, okay? (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. At least you didn't whatever me this time. I didn't whatever you. (laughs) Because I'd be like, whatever, what you whatever. But yeah, like he finds the the boomstick and the chainsaw and he's like, I don't know what this is. So you can see that he's kind of suspicious. But he gets captured with Henry the Red and his men and marched back to the keep. Mm -hmm. And this is some of the best parts of the whole movie. It really is. That's kind of sad. I'm waiting for you to elaborate. You're looking at me. (laughs) Okay, so to begin with, uh, when they're throwing rocks and stuff at Bruce Campbell, they, like they were going to use they couldn't use real rocks obviously oh this is my favorite story and yeah (laughs) And so they wanted to use foam rocks, except that foam rocks lacked the realism of a real rock, obviously. So Raimi had this good idea, let's use potatoes. So they just pelted <laughs> this would be Aiden's with potatoes. Porn. I'm just getting pelted to death with potatoes. <laughs> yeah. And that would still hurt a lot. Oh, yeah. I just, I can't. Anyway. Well, if you can't but, find a rock, just use a good spud. But yeah, and, and, you know, they throw one guy into the pit and he dies. But this whole, the whole proceeding up here, I don't know if you call it like a kangaroo court sort of thing where the Henry the Red and his men are kind of standing trial of sorts or being sentenced. It's not really a trial. And Ash is all the little words, the say, the sentences, the audio you hear in the background. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like when uh, <laughs> Sheila, played by Ambeth Davideth. 
I guess. I, mean, I can't. I can't read your handwriting. Ashley made me a cue card with all the names of the people. Davids. 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 I don't yeah, know. I don't... You, that's not what it's. I don't even know what that is. There is just for the readers. There's like a very obvious D A, and it ends in a T H. But I can't tell if that's a U D. No. We'll call her Death. <laughs> um. Anyway, so she made me cue cards because I can't remember shit. Um. <laughs> I Al- did write it along with. Sure. I actually uh, did. It's a- she was in Matilda and Thirteen Ghosts because she wrote that down too. Yes. So anyway, um, but yeah, she's like, "You're no better than the Deadites," and then in the background you hear this guy go, "Right, you're no right, better. You're no better." Yeah. And so the little shit you hear in the background is some of the best parts it is, of this movie. It really is of like course, Monty Python. Yeah. Of course, Ash finally gets thrown into the pit and he's fighting a Deadite, and then they throw down the chainsaw. It's like Sword in the Stone when that little skinny dude pulls the sword out of the rock. Yes, uh-huh. I'm referencing a Disney cartoon. <laughs> You know, he gets his chainsaw, and then, of course, he kicks ass and climbs out. Well, my favorite part is that the pit is closing up on him. It's like one of those, I don't know how do you, how you describe it, but the door has teeth on it. So anybody it trying has, to climb it has out. spikes. Yes. He wants spikes. He give wants, him spikes. Give spikes. Yeah. So he just whips his belt off and, like, uses it kind of like as a whip to grab hold of the chain pulley thing, to which it, it just seems like such an a Indiana Jones moment. That- this is like Indiana Jones and Monty Python and the Holy Grail and the first Evil Dead had a baby. All right, yeah. hold on. This is this is a weird question, but I just realized, like, did he have his shotgun whenever he fell in? Like, where was his he shotgun? He doesn't reclaim his shotgun until he climbs back out. Right. Yes, but yeah, I, you know, I don't uh, remember seeing the it. The wise men just threw his chainsaw down to him. Yeah, right. but I don't remember seeing his shotgun when he was originally pushed down. So he they, no, he they didn't took, have no, I, they, I know. They took all his stuff from him when they Yeah, I know. Him. I'm saying, like, I'd, like... Listen, he was the shotgun, it, and then he does, okay? <laughs> Like, well, I was going to ask, like, did he just whip it out of his prison pocket or something? (laughs) Was he just hiding it up there? No. (laughs) He was hiding it in the cleft of his manly chin. (laughs) Now, let's move on. That would also make sense. He didn't have it, and then he did have it, and it was awesome. Okay. And that's probably one of my favorite scenes from this movie is him climbing out of that pit very slowly because you know he's pissed off. So super pissed off because to this point, yeah, people have been pelting him. They've been cussing at him. They've been just all kinds of shit. And he has met Henry the Red during this time and like, hey, you gotta, you gotta plead my case and talk to these guys. And he's like, it's not gonna do any good. So they have, I don't want to say they're friends at this point, but- they don't hate each other. They're yeah. not trying to kill one another. Yeah. But they become sort of friends because Ash goes up there and he's like, let him go. Yeah. And that's awesome. And <laughs> but, first then Henry Zerg runs over there, grabs this dude by the face and just like, ah, <laughs> laughing at him. Yeah. 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 But it's my favorite awesome. is, yes, he, he climbs out of the pit and he's so super pissed off, right? And he ends up just terrifying everybody to death because I'm drunk. <laughs> like I so, can see in my head but it's hard to articulate so he gets he gets out and he starts asking everybody all right who's next who wants some who wants to have a who little? wants to have a little you <laughs> and you he wants yeah some? he picks out this little bitty guy and then he does his Hulk Hogan <laughs> huh <laughs> and what I love about it is that guy's like shaking his head out of like no I don't, I I don't, don't. want any <laughs> I really don't <laughs> I'm good thank you <laughs> And then he goes over there. He's like, you want it? And like pushes him. And then he, he turns around and pushes one of the little guys next to him. Yeah. 
He got punked yeah. hard. That's what happened. Hard. And then Arthur's like, I'm, you know, you're going to die now. Yeah, so for that insolence, I shall, I shall see you dead. <laughs> and Ash just shoots his sword. And this is my boomstick. Yeah. There is, there is one part. Find him at S-Mart in the sporting goods section. Yeah, there is one part of this that makes me kind of sad, and it is the shotgun, and I get it. Like, they probably couldn't afford to do all the messy oh effects God, that come with the use go. of a shotgun. But almost, like, other than that first shot, it felt like he was shooting beanbags. Because, am I allowed to use the S-word? As an S H I T. Yes, yes, that one. Well, I mean, you could spell it. It's, can I, I use that one? Well, you said anus and penis. <laughs> All right, sick. But as a man on the internet ever so eloquently put it, shotguns at the right range with the right load will take a chunk of shit off of your opponent and throw that shit on the floor. And I think that's my favorite description of shotgun ballistics. And I, I just, I like, I wish you we could have. I wish we could have seen that, you know? Like, you broke him. I know I did. But. He's turning purple. <laughs> it just, I get it. Like, they probably couldn't afford to show that kind of gore and still get the rating they wanted. I don't even know what this is rated. They're, no. They, it's rated R. Like, they started no. at NC-17. They had to work their way down. Yeah. So I get that. Like, they couldn't include that, but it just, it hurts deep down inside. Yeah. Okay. So, more squibs for Aiden. <laughs> But, Should have been here for Robocop last but week. But <laughs> no, you get the, the epic monologue about Cobalt Blue still and a hair trigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Which, the next oof. moment, he's being treated like a king. He's like laid back, women feeding him grapes. Well, think about, life. think about how they treat the wizard. He also has a magic stick, and he says funny words. That's true. What do they do to magic stick men who speak funny words? They make him head magician. Well, yeah. I mean... I don't know. I have, I have no idea what he's talking about, right? Well, <laughs> if he's got a magic stick, you could be a magician. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Well, no, because that was a thing with Merlin. He had a magic stick and he said funny words. So he was the head magician. Maybe he was just drunk. Um, <laughs> Fair point. Anyway, but we get another dead-eyed attack. It's, his, yeah. And it's, it's a trick. Get an axe. Yeah. So every scene, every setting, rather, in this movie has got one part that I love. When they're in, when in the beginning, when he's getting captured, the guy is stabbing the car. When they're in the courtyard, this is my boomstick. When they're feeding him grapes, it's a trick. Get an axe. See, for me, that's not my favorite part of that scene. Or is it Yoshi, bitch? Well, that's good too. But my favorite part <laughs> is when he when he puts the shotgun over his shoulder backwards and shoots her, and then he grabs it with both hands and he does the. Oh. <sighs> I love that scene. Like he just had the best chicken tender. <laughs> right. Or the best something, but or, yeah. Uh, hold on, are we going to talk about the infinite ammo cheat, Dad? So no, double it doesn't, it, hold on, it really double doesn't, it doesn't double matter. barrel shotgun. It can fires fire 12, more thirteen times before you have to reload. Fires more than twice without any scene of him reloading multiple times. Well, and the sound effect you hear in the background is not the sound of a break action shotgun being reloaded. No, like it's not one singular chuck. It's the pump of a um. God, what do you call it? It's just pump action shotgun. So well. No, it's not even that. It sounds like a lever action, but we're not going to argue that. <laughs> the point is, is that I would imagine that Sam Raimi heard that and went, yeah, I don't give a shit. We got people dying, like killing zombies. Nobody will pay attention. Around. I don't care. Yeah, pretty much. Because there's a, there's heavy, heavy doses of Three Stooges throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, sure. they really roll with the um, slapstick comedy. The slapstick. Right. Thank mm-hmm. you. And as a matter of fact, if you go into the credits, there's like at least 10 people that are credited as fake shimp. Yeah. <laughs> as who? Fake shimp. I, I grew up. Up watching what the Three Stooges. That? I'll let your mother explain explain fake show. Explain. You'll let me explain. <laughs> explain. You know what? Explain. <laughs> so I anus. I, anus. <laughs> Word of the day. Anus. 
I grew up watching really old shows with my grandfather, um, like uh, Laurel and Hardy, Little Rascals, Shirley Temple shit. But the Three Stooges was such a, a huge, huge part of my childhood that I have specific favorite episodes to this day that I can like quote verbatim. And so Aiden, who is not in the know here. Indeed. When you think of the Three Stooges, you probably think Larry, Moe, and Curly. Indeed. Because of stuff that went on behind the scenes, it was not always Larry Curl and Mo Man, Larry Curly Curl and Mo Larry Curl and Mo can't talk. Larry Curly and Mo. So at one point when Curly was not there, there was the character of Shem, who I believe was related to Mo. Mm-hmm. And at one part there was Curly Joe or something like that. I didn't see much with him either. But Shem I personally am a fan of. Everybody loves Curly, but I was also a fan of Shemp. And so I guess it was their stunt performers extras, background people, Mm -hmm. since Sam Raimi was also a huge fan of the Three Stooges. They were called fake shemps. <laughs> anyway, but you do see that throughout with the gags. Like, for instance, when he's going through the cemetery and those skeleton God, hands pop yeah. up and they're, you know, trying to poke him in the eyes. And uh, yeah, there's throughout this, well, maybe not Evil Dead, but throughout Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, there's a lot of references to that show. Yeah. Right. So we we could probably spend a lot of time trying to go beat by beat on this. Well, I could anyway. Like okay. I could probably talk you through the whole thing. Yeah. Cast and crew. We kind of already talked about that. Uh, Sheila was played by Embeth. Embeth. David. <laughs> Stop. Because I'm pretty Stop. sure you spelled it wrong. I did. Uh, I did spell Arthur it wrong. Arthur is played by Marcus Gilbert, which bears a striking resemblance to one of the YouTube content to creators. To Mr. J of We Watched a Movie. I, okay. You're going to call tra- him out? Awesome. That means I can too. What? I saw him and I was like, God damn, that's Jay with a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Once Travis told me, I could not unsee it. Yes. <laughs> So watch We Watched a Movie, look at Jay, and then watch this. You'll never be able to yeah, see it Yeah, right I, I was ready for Lord Arthur to, like, any time go, God damn you, Micah! I was so hoping he would. <laughs> Mike and Jay should do a skit. Right, that would they be They really perfect. should. Yeah. Um, the Wise Man's played by Ian Abercrombie. Like, he was in TFTC. I don't know what that is. That's, I wrote, I abbreviated it. He was in an episode, I remember, of Tales from the Crypt, which we will at some point cover, directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger, who we will also be talking about soon, called The Switch, where he played the butler of William Hickey's character. And he was in Ad F. Val. I don't know what that is. Oh my god, Adam's Family Values. Would you okay. stop mocking my cue cards I'm not, here? I just can't, I don't know your shorthand. <laughs> Hold on, you said Abercrombie and my first thought was of... And Fitch? Yeah, and of the, of that fame? I'm assuming not the same <laughs> no, person. probably not. No. Okay. In Adam's Family name. Values, Different he family. was a Debbie's limo driver, I believe. Yeah, and Henry the Red was played by Richard Grove, which that name sounds really familiar, and I swear I've seen him in other stuff, but I looked up the filmography and I haven't. <laughs> so okay. I have no idea. And then Blacksmith was played by Timothy Patrick Quill. And I want to say he was the crane operator in one of the Spider-Man movies. Okay. I was thinking again, Tales from the Crypt. There's a guy in Dig That Cat. He's Rogan at the end that was digging the hole for Ulrich to be buried in, who also bore a striking resemblance to him. Right. So, but I'm not positive on that. I didn't look it up. So Excuse as, me. <laughs> as far as the story goes, we've already talked about the beginning, most of the middle and the end. We have not talked about the middle. Well, we, we were working on the middle. We skipped over, like, the best parts of the middle. So, I guess the sort of the quick version is they find out that if he goes and gets the Necronomicon, there's a spell in there that'll get him back. And but get he, rid of the Deadites. Right. But he has to go and 
say the words the right way. Una and, cuesta. Yeah. And he, of course, is not paying attention, runs into the windmill, fights the mini-me's, which is a whole thing all on its own, and it's hilarious. It's, yeah, it's one of the best parts. And then Evil Ash, which if you see the uncut version, it's the best version. I think. Yeah. You get all the slapstick involved there. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally does make it to the graveyard, he goes through two wrong books before he gets the right one. Which, if I were, oh man, I, th- I think I had sat and talked to Aiden about that when we were watching it, because the scene where he crawls up out of the hole and his face is all stretched out long and he's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Aiden would crack the hell up. And Still do. He says first time he watched it, he was five, but maybe that's the first time he remembers watching it, because this would have been when he was like, I don't know, two, three years old, and every time he would shake his face, Aiden would just crack up little baby toddler laugh, and it was, I can't watch that scene without thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, so when he got there, though, there were three books, and he was only expecting one, but he had to say the magic words before he picked it up. Yeah, he picks up the last book and but, can't remember the words, so, runs off with it. So the first book, he opened it, and it was like, had a, it was a big vacuum that tried to uh-huh. suck him in, that's a drama. Second one could fly around and had teeth, which was also funny. Yeah. Uh, but then the last one, he didn't say the words right. It was Klatu Vrata Niktu, right? Was yeah. what he was supposed to say. Uh-huh. But he couldn't remember the last word. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm refraining from saying I'm not. I'm not going there. You just have to watch it. But yeah, the time where, where uh, Bruce Campbell could have gotten canceled. He could have. <laughs> It's um, definitely an enemy. Oh, God, we weren't going to say it. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um, that was actually a callback to The Day the Earth Stood Still, uh, where it was Klaatu Borata, something mm. or other. Okay. I don't have ever seen that movie. But yeah, it was a direct reference for that. They just had to change the word a little bit. Gotcha. But he doesn't say the words, right? Of course, no. the Deadites rise up. He goes back. He's like, we had a deal. And I got the like, book. Fine. You sent me back. Yeah, we'll honor the deal. Then his girlfriend gets kidnapped. Well, I was going to say, we kind of left out that part that at some point, Ash does hook up with Sheila, who was a lady in this village who was useless (laughs) well we'll talk about it but she thought that ash was responsible for killing her brother and then finds out no he did not kill her brother and he's also the promised one and he had fashioned himself his groovy little replacement hand yeah he built he had college textbooks for engineering and steam power in the trunk of his car yeah which i'd heard a rumor i'm like damn dude you are so glossing over this (laughs) i've heard i've heard a rumor that when he opens the trunk of his car to get the textbooks out that the shit that was in there was just it wasn't wasn't props yeah that that was actually just the crap that was in the trunk of sam Raimi's car i don't know if i buy that or not you don't buy that for a dollar maybe not (laughs) 50 cents final offer (laughs) i will say that i can kind of believe him having those textbooks in the back of his car because as a uh, dungeons and dragons player you will be surprised the amount of stuff that you have to learn just to because you have to well and every the thing the reason i say that is that everything you see in the trunk of that car kind of makes sense sort of like the engineering book if they were having to build props Mm -hmm. and i'm sure they had to build everything on this film from scratch it makes sense there were shotgun shells in there well i mean there's a shotgun on set that has to have blanks to shoot so yeah well, because they, they had to make but all where the... where they broke it is there's an a, issue of Fangoria in there. Yeah. Oh. And I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they only had a budget of $11 million to make all the props, to make the whole set. Like, yeah. And the sad thing is they only made eleven point five back. Yeah. Which is crazy when you think about it now because Ash is such a loved character. Like, this is a cult movie. Yeah. Right. The, the original Evil Dead trilogy, those are cult favorites, yeah. I would say. Mm. And he's an horror icon. Yeah. Oh. 
he is he said it. He is, as my mom would say, iconic. No, your mom would just say he's sexy. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would. But and it's it's insane to me that they didn't make their money back. But, yeah, well, but, they did, just not. But to do like even much more domestic things like Dungeons and Dragons, I've had to learn how to cultivate radium, uh, how to build a catapult from the ground up. I've had to, at some point in time, study how cults and resistances are formed. Like there are things I know now that I probably shouldn't that I just <laughs> learned to do basic stuff. It sounds to me like he makes Dandy way too complicated it's, it's but <laughs> most of my players like complicated at any rate he goes back and then the deadites show up and you get a battle that ensues i had heard a comment that they think they maybe spent that, that went on too long and you kind of lose ash in the action i didn't really feel that way i, I can understand that argument. i can see where they'd say it but i didn't it, i didn't object to it it feels like the battle is at least a good third of the movie it's long yeah it yeah. feels like an, it is but it didn't put me off no i, I think it's a awesome like section of siege combat yeah but, you know, at the end of the day, of course, Ed, Deadites are defeated. But Sheila does get at some point captured and turned into one. But they defeat the Deadites, and, mm-hmm. and then you get to two endings. Right. Basically. So, overall, Ash, what do you think about the story? Um, I think the story's fine. Of the three, uh, we've, we've had this discussion, and I'll, I'll go into it a little bit more later. Of the three, this is not my favorite. But the story it, itself is fine. I think that anything apart from Ash is just kind of meh. I think he is he is what makes this movie all by himself but story-wise it's it's okay Aiden. i like the story could have used less sheila and more ash um but overall i like really liked it or really well, like we're not it. talking about the film we're talking about this the story, the story itself. Itself. itself yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know I, I like the story yeah i feel like i feel like it made it made sense could have used more blacksmith uh i'm sure you could have and cowbell <laughs> and ca- and cowboy blacksmith making a cowbell <laughs> mm. but now we're talking don't threaten me with a good time <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I feel like it was good. I, I'm a big fan of like the action fantasy epic mm-hmm. stuff, though. Um, but I guess the next thing we want to talk about is acting, and I will I will agree with you there. Ash made this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell made this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you could have cast anyone else there because most almost all of the slapstick was him, and he can pull it off. Like he's the missing stooge. He is capable of beating the absolute crap out of himself. Well, and that's the thing. Is it Evil Dead when you see him like grabbing himself by the hair and flipping himself? He was really doing breaking it, really breaking plates, plates, over, plates over his face yeah. and stuff. So he really committed um and he just i don't know he's he's got charisma i guess yeah that's um, the thing i i feel like he stands out more than anyone else like he really I, it's not just the this movie it's all of them he just really shines as that character so much so that i don't know that any other performances stood out no i think he kind of outshined everybody around him mm-hmm. but bruce campbell's one of those guys that i don't think he ever got probably the credit that he deserved oh hell no and much to his i feel like he got typecast after the evil dead movies i mean he did briscoe county jr right that that was my else, first time seeing him in anything yeah but he did uh, what the man with the screaming brain which you've probably never seen he did my name is bruce and bubba hotep all they're all b movies and there's nothing wrong with actors and actresses being in b movies so that's not what i'm saying at all i'm just saying that i think that he had the screen presence to be capable of more but because these were the first movies that he did that's mm-hmm. just where he got well, stuck yeah. i mean to be fair i think he did garner a lot of recognition in burn notice i know that that show is very popular with a lot of people and his character being particularly popular and then obviously ash versus evil dead went on to be become a a big thing um probably it's not as long as they had intended for it to but i i've never understood the deal with him because you think of all the, the 
men, all the actors who were leading men in films. And he has so many of those qualities. Like he's got the charisma. He's got the, the passion in his work. And he's absolutely committed to the characters that he plays. Not to mention the dude, I mean, for me, in Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, this is peak Bruce Campbell physically. And yes, he's handsome as fuck. I mean, what? I don't understand why he didn't go on to be a bigger deal than he was. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. The only thing that makes sense to me is that he got typecast after doing these three movies. And people didn't want to touch him because he was just a horror guy. And he yeah. was a slapstick guy. Well, that's why... Like, for instance, going to see, I don't know, maybe it's just because Sam Raimi directed it, but like going to see the Multiverse of Madness and getting Bruce Campbell in there doing a bit does make me feel kind of good. Like, maybe it's not in the way that he wanted to be recognized, but it, it I don't know. It's hard to describe. It just is my heart happy to see that he is in the zeitgeist. No, I, lo- I love to see him in those other things. And I'll tell yeah. you that the best part of Spider-Man 3 was him. Mm-hmm. He's in it for, what, 30 seconds? He's in all of them. No, movies. I mean, in that one specifically. Yeah. Okay, what, what did he do in part three? Uh, wasn't he the, the Was it the guy... one where he was the French... Oh, it was, when he was the French waiter, and he kept calling Peter Pecker. Yeah. Yeah. Best part of the movie. <laughs> and then he was the best... Whatever, well, that was the one with the venom in it, right? Yes. With Topher Grace. Yes. Yeah, he was the best part of that movie. <laughs> To be fair, Bruce that's Campbell, not, not Topher Grace. To be fair, that's not saying much. It's Spider-Man 3. But, you uh, guys talk way too much shit about Spider-Man 3. I like it, so. You like the dance scene. I, You know what? It's hilarious. It's, okay, It's I even will, more hilarious when you hear it with no audio. I will say one thing. But, Spider-Man 3 gave me some of my favorite memes. Yes. But other than that, like, mm-mm. Yeah. But anyway, as far as that goes, the rest of the acting was just okay. But the one that really kind of got... There was only one, one character that got on my nerves. Sheila. 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 Yes. We all agree on that? Yes. Sheila. And it's because she was 100% just a somebody come save me female. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was victim. my problem. Mm-hmm. I feel like if if I had anything to say about the story or character development, it's that I wish that we could have had the other characters have a little bit more to do. They just feel very one dimensional. And Sheila, I think that we could have benefited from having a heroine in there. Like, I know that this is Ash's movie. I, I do. But if she she had been somebody who'd kind of been able to fill that role of, yeah, maybe she was this meek little lady at the beginning, but she stepped up her game and at the end was was fighting too. That could have been really cool. I would have liked to have seen him. I would have liked to have seen Ash put across from a female character that could hold their own with him. Yes. Yeah. In terms of like attitude. His and, foil. That would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's not buying his bullshit. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, not really, not an opponent necessarily. No, but no, no. Just somebody that His would, equal. Somebody least, that would kind of yeah. punch back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but really, like you, when you first see her, she's this wounded lady who's waiting on her brother to come back. And then she spends the rest of the movie hiding behind Bruce Campbell until she gets captured. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem that I have is like, for instance, it starts with the witch attack. And then it ends with the dragon thing, dragon deadite carrying her off. Is it, it reminded me of that scene in Austin Powers where Michael McDonald's character is fixing to get mowed over by the Zamboni. Yes. And he's just standing standing there screaming, stop! That's what she's doing. She's literally just standing there with her hands up in the air and not doing anything. Like, she had minutes upon minutes to run away from the dragon. She had, like, a full minute to (laughs) run away from the giant deadite bat creature. And she just stood there going, no, please! Like, yeah, that irritated me so damn much. I'm like, dude, run. Like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah, and I mean, I I didn't expect much out of your 
sort of extra characters like the blacksmith and I do like um, the blacksmith. Though. I like blacksmith the blacksmith was nice. But I don't necessarily expect them to take center stage. The um, wise man, Arthur, I feel like they were the role that they were supposed to be. Yeah. She was really the only other standout character in there that occupied a lot of screen time. And if you're gonna have another actor or actress across from your lead that's gonna have that much screen time, they gotta have a better personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But hear me out. For all two minutes of the movie that Henry the Red is in, I liked him. He, yeah. He was good. He yeah. was great. Well, he had a personality. I could have done with more Henry the Red. And he wasn't taking anybody's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I like that. You yeah. Know, he was a little sassy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, and that's I guess that's the thing for me is that really those are the only two characters that had a personality of their own. I don't know. That yeah. sound weird. What about, what do you think? What do y'all? I, I already said. No, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> All right, cool. Moving on. Effects, I think is going to be our next category. I'll take effects for a th- 100 hours. Um, <laughs> so for, for me, I'll, I'll go first this time. This trilogy has never been known for its standout effects, I guess. And it, that's no fault of, of the of the crew. That's because they worked with what they had. They were just a few 20-somethings trying to make a film in the case of Evil Dead. So I love that they have never taken it that seriously. But I feel like in this third one, they did try Obviously, they had more, a little bit more money than they had in the beginning, and they had some great effects artists on there, like K&B, for instance, helped work on this, but there's still some stuff where it was obvious that it was an effect, like, for instance, uh, the mini ash scene, where it looks like there's a bunch of little ashes being filmed in front of a film screen of (laughs) Ash's reaction to stuff. Yeah. I will say, I feel like they didn't need special effects for one reason. Bruce Campbell was the special effects. <laughs> no, he, he like... But there's still some really great, charming stuff in there, like the miniatures and the models and the paintings and all the Harry... I get always going to get his name wrong. Harryhausen. How do you pronounce that fucking shit? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like, not on the board. The Jason Help. and the Argonaut stuff with the skeletons. I, Stop I, motion. Yes. I always love that shit. I, I think it's great. And the makeup work that they did with Evil Ash and Sheila, um, Bill Mosley. Like, the makeup was on point, for sure. Yeah. Bill Mosley was in this movie to lead a dummy around on a horse. <laughs> yeah. That's it. And then at one point he goes, yes, my lord. And that was it. <laughs> His one line was two words. Yeah. Right. But he begged for that role, though. He wanted it so badly. I would have begged for that role. Yeah. (laughs) I would have begged to play a skeleton dummy riding on a horse being led around by Bill (laughs) Mosley. Right. (laughs) Like, I just want to be in it. (laughs) So my my point is, is that, yes, you could tell that they had more money this time. um, And so they tried. But I feel like it lacked the charm of there's a deadite floating around from the ceiling and you can see the zipper on the suit. Or Mm -hmm. the straps suspending it from the ceiling. (laughs) eyeballs flying across the room and you can see the string carrying it across the room. I just, there was something I missed about that where they were just trying to make the best movie possible with little to no money. Um, Similar thoughts? I, this is like kind of the baseline I feel like for we only have such and such amount of money so we're going to do our best. I don't know, like I really liked the special effects, or really like to this day, the special effects in the uh, older movies. That's Mm -hmm. because those are great. They do what they're supposed to, but I feel like it's the same thing with like it does what it's supposed to in this it's goofy it's over the top it's great at least in my in in, you know my opinion like well no like how there is very obviously a dummy on the uh on the other side of ash (laughs) during us swinging around yeah yeah (laughs) it's small stuff like that that i feel like waving inflatable arm man yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, or like how how like ninety percent of the skeleton. Actually, I think all of the skeleton hands in the graveyard scene are like very obviously well fake. It, it's a skeleton yeah. hand on a stick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that the effects in this movie are gloriously bad. Exactly. And not in a bad way. No. It is exactly the sort of effects that you want to see in a movie like Mm -hmm. this, but they only work because you've got a good story and an actor that takes your attention away from how bad some of them are. Yeah. If you didn't have a really big personality in there, um, fighting mini hymns Mm -hmm. in a windmill, it doesn't work. Well, because even with the windmill scene, you're not thinking... I just feel like it's missing the charm of the first two. Well, you you like them better than this one anyway. My thing is that even with the windmill scene, you're not sitting there thinking man, that's some really terrible green screen work. You're, you're thinking, <laughs> they're about to stab him in the butt with a fork. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's what I mean. Like, you take some of those other elements out and it doesn't work. Yeah. But when you've got all the humor, the slapstick, and Bruce Campbell making the weirdest fucking faces. <laughs> Um, they're great people saying crazy stuff in the background like you have to really watch it and pay attention so Mm -hmm. that you catch all the little details I'm good with the effects yeah but if you take those any of those other components away they don't work anymore then it's just a bad movie I wasn't saying they were all bad no 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 I'm not saying that I would imagine that some of the stuff they did in this may have laid the groundwork for things that came later yeah oh yeah like you can see what movie was it we were talking about was it um, Deathgasm where we were talking about so much of that you could see lifted from a lot of that though was the camera work yeah like the really quick cuts and zooming in real close on somebody's mm-hmm. face which that's not really something that we've talked about much but yeah. i think the camera work in this was genius i yeah. feel like the way people talk about john carpenter influencing a lot of filmmakers i feel like sam raimi has too you can always see when somebody's ripping off sam raimi mm-hmm. yeah when they're knocking off an, an evil dead movie or Ar- or army of darkness you can immediately tell that's yeah. a sam raimi shot that's probably what they call it what do they call it a dutch angle i don't know you got a sam raimi angle <laughs> <laughs> But I think the camera work in it was fantastic. Yeah, it was, especially, like, I don't know, I guess the only way I can really describe the special effects are a perfect mess. Yeah, yeah. Score-wise, I don't know that the score is immediately noticeable. I, I don't, it's just your, I, I don't know like that they, it was any intended to be anything special. It's just a classic medieval, It's like they just expect. lifted it out of Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> Really, and and slapped it on here. I'm not disappointed by it. No, no. it's still good. It's 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 serviceable. But it didn't yeah. just jump up and grab me by the face. Um. So, hey, yes. What were the scenes you loved, and the scenes or things that you hated? Um. Most hated scene by far. Anything involving Sheila. Like I'd like that actress has probably done better stuff. God, yeah, this was let, awful. Let's be fair. There, it's not. We're not talking about anything against the actress. No, All no. of us love Miss Honey in this house. But I guess the script for her character was god-awful um as far as loved there are it's like one stretch the stretch when he leaves the castle to go get the book and his way back that one stretch just contains like my favorite scenes like the windmill the 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 thing with the books and then after he grabs the books the moment in the graveyard where he gets fisted and fingered by skeletons (laughs) trying to escape Yeah, I, I, knew gonna, I knew you were going to work that in there. So. Yeah, I know. He's still, he's no, still, you still going. Yeah. yeah, but no, the mix. I thought after fisted, <laughs> you were done. the mix of horrible effects and just like my one of my, I guess like my favorite of that stretch is the fight with Evil Ash. I prefer the bootleg edition because like the I think the fight is longer in that, and then whenever he's burying him, no, what's that you got on your face? Yeah, and he's spitting out dirt, and like he's trying to fight the entire time he's getting buried. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 
just, it's great. I think, I well, we've kind of already talked about it. The thing that I love about this movie is purely just Bruce Campbell. I, like I said, everything else is kind of eh, but he himself is, is just fantastic. He always makes these films for me personally. As far as Hated, I think I've already touched on that. And it's just, I feel like there could have been some more character development a little bit. History, something, you know, that just gave other people, I don't know, more motivation or something. They, I'm not saying that I want a full backstory in Lord Arthur or anything, but it's just like they, the rest of the characters just kind of felt there, I guess. They existed to give Bruce Campbell something to do. Yes. So part of my thing, the reason that this is not my favorite film, I guess, I'll go on record and I'll say that I feel of the trilogy, Evil Dead 2 is the best one. And that's because it still feels like an Evil Dead movie. Army of Darkness to me does not feel like an Evil Dead movie. It feels like a medieval movie with monsters who just happens to have the character of Ash in it. But it doesn't feel Evil Dead to me. Because he's not really, for one, he's not really fighting deadites in this. Yes, they say that they're deadites, but he's mostly fighting a skeleton army. You know, I think that it was much scarier when you, anyone in the room with you at any time could be possessed for absolutely no reason. So that was what was scary about the original. But then in part two was when they introduced the humor element into it. You know, Ash cracking up and, you know, the the animal heads on the walls and the lamp and uh, all of that. And the the hand, it all felt like it just worked so much better that you still had those scary elements in there. But then you had Ash being hilarious. But then you also got badass Ash at the end, you know, swallow your soul, swallow your soul, swallow this, is one of my favorite scenes in any (laughs) Evil Dead film ever. I feel like that was his peak performance. I feel like he did his best in that one. And because of the way it would, it felt like just a perfect integration of both of those things. Just the right amount of humor, just the right amount of scary, whereas Army of Darkness just felt like it was too much over the top with the humor, and it ceased to have those elements that made it scary. I'm thankful it doesn't have tree though, so there's that. Yeah, I don't understand why they put tree in the first. Well, okay, so we say the first two. Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2 are the same movie. Yes. They made Evil Dead 1 and they said, but wait, let's make it funny and with different color blood and just made the same movie again, basically. But there's also tree in the remake. They felt like they needed to tree someone in both. (laughs) So those ants are getting frisky. (laughs) (laughs) But so I, I can agree with you and disagree with you at the same time. I think I can see why you would like Evil Dead 2 better. Clearly, you need to rewatch it. No, I don't need to rewatch it. The big difference to me between the two, there's still plenty of humor in Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 is not scary to me. But I think the difference is is that in Evil Dead... The Deadites are fucking creepy. In this one, in Army of Darkness, you've got Ash, and he's having to play off of other actors and actresses, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he's having to interact with people, and so their performance colors the rest of the movie, sort of, right? Mm -hmm. In Evil Dead 2, really, you just see him in a situation reacting to the shit that's going on around him. There are other people in it, but not for that long. You spend the bulk of the movie of him like cutting his hand off and freaking out and the elk laughing at him and weird blood coming out of a hole in the wall. Do you know what I mean? And I don't evil think hand. you remember. Again, I think you need to rewatch uh, the movie. I do. Because evil there is the whole hand. side plot of the professor's daughter and they get a little bit more story with him about why, why she's bringing these pages, where they came from, what they're up to, how they get to the cabin, and introduce 
introducing those characters of, I can't remember the guy's name, what is it, Bobby Joe or whatever. No, Jim I, Bob. I understand what you're the saying. The bridge I'm, going out, yeah. it just felt I a little bit more it, fleshed out. But I'm just saying that in this movie, you spend very little time where it's just Ash on screen reacting to what's happening to him. And in Evil Dead 2, you do get quite a bit of that. Yeah. Where there's not other actors or actresses that you're wondering, why are they doing that while he's over here freaking out? There's not as much. You get a lot of alone time with him. Just We're saying. just going to have to agree to disagree. I'll just, yeah. Mom, you want to tell the... Uh... So there's Tell the lovely listeners what you're drawing there. It's a penis. It has nothing um. to do with what we're doing. I'm just drawing a picture of a weird, creepy bunny. So Sorry, I, think, I just like, I noticed you over me, there. Like, every scene's got a favorite part. I like the skeletons in the graveyard uh, when he gets punched and poked. Yeah. <laughs> Fisted and fingered. We'll call it that. Fisted um, and fingered. This is my boomstick. Uh, the, his, was it Gulliver's, Gulliver's Island? Gulliver's mm, Travels. Gulliver, whatever. <laughs> See, there he goes. He whatevered me. Every um, time. We take a shot every time Travis whatevers me. Fighting his mini me's. <laughs> There's just there's a lot in this movie that I really like. There's a lot yeah. of scenes that I really like. But you, and, we've always we've known that you tend to lead more toward comedy, and I t- tend to lead more to right. horror. And as far as hated, I don't know if there's anything in here I hated, but like we already talked about, I really wish they had done more with Sheila's character. Like if you're going to give him a love interest, that love interest has got to be pretty badass. Yeah, because he's not going to do vanilla. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bah. I think that I don't, I don't necessarily have any parts that I just don't like in this film. I don't either. Not the not that I can think of. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. Good movie. Um, Aiden, final thoughts? Final thoughts. On the movie. Like, just what's on my brain right now? Not no. Okay. Not anus. But final thoughts about the movie overall. It was really good. Uh, still is. Like, it's one of my favorites of all time. Really like Bruce Campbell. I don't know. Like, I, I don't have anything to complain about. Solid, like, five out of five. Ash? I'm eating. Yeah, you can talk. That. <laughs> While Ashley's chewing. I'm, I'm eating um, a cookie. Leave me alone. <laughs> cookies I made. So... Army of Darkness is is one of it's one of my favorite movies. Easy, which is I don't even necessarily think of it as a horror movie. I know it is a horror movie, but I don't necessarily think of it as one, which is probably why I like it. So uh, <laughs> I was gonna say you're proving my point right now. Yeah, it's basically just an action comedy. It yeah, that, Fan- I, I would call it a fantasy. It. But anyway, uh, no, it's just. It's, it's kind of like Predator is for you. It's so quotable. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff in there that you just rem- that's memorable. Mm-hmm. Good, um, bad. I agree. Bruce, Bruce Campbell is it's a standout performance for yeah. him. Uh, I really wish that we were had seen more of him in movies, more of this. I think honestly now in the like the the way Thor is going, you know, where you've got big action movies with a lot of comedy in it. If he was younger, he would fit right in as a star, so. as a oh, star yeah. of one mm-hmm. of those films. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, he's not. Uh, he, <sighs> I don't want to say he's too old to do that now. Ash in 1992 would have fit right in. Oh, yeah, I think, I think with some so. of those other Marvel heroes. I'm sorry. I think maybe God, more Christian for Bell somebody miscast. like I think may, maybe for somebody more like um, James Gunn or Taika Waititi who have those just slightly offbeat Marvel movies. He right. would have been right at home. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. do a straight laced movie. No, Mm-mm. but if you had one like um, Taika is the one I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. where they're going to do some comedy, put them in front of Jeff Goldblum, and they just kind of go at it. Sort well, of. Well, I like the way James Gunn tends to use people who you don't necessarily think of to get cast and stuff. Right, right. So. Not 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 the person you were expecting. Yeah. He uses actors they don't get get a lot of play and stuff and you know, it's Which is great. I like it when you get find when you find new talent out there. Mm-hmm. So and give them an opportunity to shine. So I guess it wraps it up for us. Oh, I I'm not allowed to give my final thoughts. Well, you were, you were, I'm done with my cookie now. You were eating a cookie. <laughs> Was you gave del- up the right to was final it thoughts. Delicious. <laughs> yes, it was delicious. 
Um, so like I said, this is not my favorite of the three. I'm, I'm sure everybody's tired of hearing that by now. But that does not mean that I don't still love this movie. Um, a while back, I got invited onto the Mass Debaters um, Masturbators? show. Yes. And <laughs> Sorry. we were talking, we, the topic of discussion was favorite horror comedy film. And I chose Shaun of the Dead just on instinct because the level of importance that it has had in horror horror films but the one of my opponents chose army of darkness and i and at the time i just like completely bonked myself on the head and felt like a heel because i was like why the fuck was that not the movie i thought of how did you not pick that exactly and so i ended up sitting there basically defending army of darkness because one of the hosts of the show i'm gonna call deandre out right now was like this is the stupidest movie i've ever seen and I'm like, what? Like, how can this be the stupidest movie you've ever seen? It, I don't, I don't know. I just, like I said, while it's not my favorite, I do feel like Bruce Campbell was a hero, a horror hero for the ages. I mean, in a genre where we don't get a lot of male final, I mean, final people or heroes, he was somebody that we could really root for. He was the everyman. He was like the John McClane of horror films. He worked at Smart, right? He Jeff was Smart. Even, he wasn't even a cop. Yeah. He, Sporting he, it's actually his housewares. Right. Yeah. He was just an every that. guy put in extraordinary circumstances and really rose to the challenge and was fucking hilarious and yet badass at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Mom, this has brought to mind a question. Are you implying that this movie is intelligent? Because uh, the lack of intelligence no. is kind of the part that's endearing for me. Well, because no, you said wasn't. it wasn't stupid. No, no, no. Like It's a stupid movie, but it's like my favorite part of it. That's not what he meant. Like, like he didn't enjoy it, in other words. I, I can understand where a film like this, especially to horror fans, wouldn't be for everyone. I can understand where people who love Evil Dead maybe saw this one and it was just too far left from what they were expecting. I understand that argument completely. I agree with that argument um, to a degree. But that does not take away my enjoyment of it or my love of what they did with it. It's still, yeah, it's a cult favorite for a reason. So you're saying it's the best. It's not the best. All right, good. It's the best. (laughs) Nice. It's not the best, but it's, I I still love it nonetheless. It's okay to concede. (laughs) I'm not conceding. All right. Thanks for coming along the ride, I guess, with uh, Ash and all that shit. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Hey, hey, are we not, you're just, see, this is why I wrap up the show. You know what? You do it then. (laughs) Go on. Do better. Listen, we talked about this on the Thanksgiving episode. When it's time to go, I say bye and I close the door. So you're doing a southern goodbye right now. That's what you're doing. No, I'm telling everybody what we're doing next week because that is away. part of the show. No, not the whole month of December. Just next week. Next week we are going into December. This is our first time as a show recording in December because last year we took that that we took November and December off. So we're going to do our run of Christmas, or I guess for all intents and purposes, it's going to be Christmas movies of some kind. There's just not a lot that exists out there. We are going to watch all five Christmas horror movies that exist <laughs> and give you reviews over them. So, uh, we're going to start off with a bang and choose And do one the Santa Claus. No. And choose one of my favorites. Home Alone. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Okay, fine. I'm done. Anytime you two are involved in this show, I never get to talk. So anyway, we're going to be discussing Silent Night, Deadly Night next week. And we may go ahead and do that as a double feature and smush parts one and two together. Since part two, it has a good 45 minutes of the original film. There's only about 10 minutes of new content to talk about in part two. Right. And I really want to talk about Garbage Day. (laughs) And that we will next week. And until then, take care, guys. We already said goodbye. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Bye. Bye. What would you do to save the life of a teenage boy? If you subscribe to our Patreon for just $3 to $10 a month, you can get Aiden out of the industrial-sized hamster wheel we use to power our show. (laughs) For that, you'll get access to bonus content and allow me to remove Aiden's handcuffs. He doesn't run worth shit with them on anyway. Also, be sure to show your support on our social media pages. You can find us on Twitter as TravisL80 and SpookyMom83. Thank you for your consideration.